Hey, welcome to the podcast. My name is Lance, and I'm here today with my lovely co-host, Amalia. Hi, thank you for having me back. Of course, of course. Good to have you back. Um, the podcast is called First Take with Lance. Um, you can find us uh, on Twitter at First Take W Lance if you're one of them Twitter peeps. Um, or if not, if you're just like on, on Facebook with everybody else, then come check us out on Facebook. Um, Facebook slash First Take with Lance. And uh, you can... You, what? See? Easy, I said. Oh, I thought you were like, wait, are we doing this in Spanish? <laughs> uh, yes, easy. Very, very easy uh, to come on. So, so this episode, we're going to be talking about the new movie, Man of Steel. Um, you just saw this. And so did you. This is correct. Yeah. I did, although we did not see it together. Uh, for somebody coming in who does not know anything about what this movie is, mm-hmm. how, would you, how would you describe this movie? How would I describe this movie? How would you describe this movie? I would describe it as a... <laughs> let, me, let me pull it up for you. There you go. What <laughs> <laughs> natural. <laughs> a young itinerant worker is forced to confront his secret extraterrestrial heritage when Earth is invaded by a member of his race. Wow. You just... That was just off the top of your head, huh? That was, wow, how, that's an interesting way to describe this movie. Uh, no, no mention of of Superman at all in in your little off the cuff, off the top of your head description. Right. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. I I uh, actually I like that description because I think it's probably describes the movie better than if if I would have described it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so because there's nothing about Superman in it. It's just like a guy, Earth is invaded by aliens and some, some another alien tries to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they fight for a long time. For a long time. (laughs) All right. So would you just general, generally, would you say this movie is worth seeing? Wow. That's okay. That's a long (laughs) pause there. Well, let me say this. I was extremely excited about this movie. I love Superman. That I think that's like my favorite superhero. Right. Uh, so we saw the first trailer like last summer. Yeah, and I was excited. And so we've been waiting a whole yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so my expectations were pretty high. Right. But I also feel like I was open to like it. Right. You know, because I was. I wanted to enjoy it. So I was like, okay, okay, it, it will get better. Right. Mm, it will get better. And then after a while, I was like, it's not going to get better. Okay. Well, let's, let's hold, hold that thought. Okay. Because I, I want to I wanna gear this first toward if, if anybody has not seen yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to do any spoilers. I'm, okay. I'm just saying it's, um, it wasn't as I had anticipated. It wasn't as good as I had anticipated. So you shouldn't go into it with super high expectations. Is what you should saying. have no expectations. I have no expectations. If you want to go see if, uh, some fighting and special effects, you should go see this movie. If you want to see a movie about Superman and that has a story, then this is not the movie for you. Interesting. Now, that, that actually segues perfectly into the next question I was going to ask or address, which is this movie, like most big blockbuster movies, big releases, high-concept movies, is out both in 3D and in 2D. Right. Um, I saw it in 2D. You saw it in 2D. Mm-hmm. Would you 
I was going to ask you if you would think that you would recommend, I know you didn't see it in 3D, but do you think this would be something you would recommend to see in 3D or in 2D? Because I know that's a that's a question that a lot of people have to grapple with when they're going to see a movie. Do I see it in 3D? Do I see it in 2D? Because I have both options. Yeah, what do I yeah. do? I, I mean, I just, I think that 3D is a bit overpriced. <laughs> yeah. And and also, it, it tires out my eyes so much. Right. But some movies are better in 3D. You right. Know? Um. This movie might be. I mean, there's a lot of fighting and effect and space and spaceships. So I mean, it right. might it might have a different feeling. It's a, yeah, it's not going to make it a better movie, but you might enjoy the effects better. It might be a better experience. Right. That's funny because I because coming into this, I was my answer to that question would have been no. You don't need to see it in 3D. This mm-hmm. is not a movie you need to see in 3D. Mm-hmm. But now listening to what you just said, mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I kind of feel like, well, because the movie itself is not going to, might not, might not be as emotionally gratifying as you would like it to be. It's pretty much all spectacle. Right. Um, So if, if it's just, you're just going for the spectacle, then yeah, why not? Go see it in 3D. Maybe it'll be, at least the spectacle will be a little cooler. Cooler. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So actually, that's yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, go see it in three D. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. So all right, if you haven't seen it, go see it. And sure, what the hell, go see it in three D. Uh, if you have if you have the opportunity available to you. Um, okay, cool. Now, and if you have have not seen the movie and you're wondering if you should go see it, then there it is. There's our advice. Now turn off the podcast and then come back after you've seen the movie. <laughs> All right, cool. Now we will advance as if you have seen the movie. So don't worry. Spoiler free, whatever. Now we can say whatever. Okay. Okay. So why did you hate this movie so much? I did not hate it. That is, that is not. I was just disappointed. Um, and you actually said it earlier. Mm-hmm. It was not emotionally gratifying. Right. Because there was no emotion. It was just spectacle. Right. So for me, Superman... It's so emotional. Right. He has so much conflict in him and, and you know, his morals and Let me let me let me play devil's advocate. Uh-huh. Um are you sure that you just didn't come into this with a pre existing expectation of wanting a retread of the Richard Donner Supermans? Because that's not the direction that they're going with. This is a new take. It's a reboot. And yes, and I understood that. I understood that. Though I would love to see the old them redoing the old one because the script was great, mm. and that's what this movie liked—a good script. And I, I could see what they were going. They were going. I mean, the. I mean, it was the a lot of the same people that did Batman and Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman Begins mm-hmm. and the whole trilogy was great. Mm-hmm. You know, and it really worked for Batman. But that's it, what people want now. They but, want a brooding superhero. Who's not all smiles? They don't want to see a goody-goody Boy Scout because that's just boring. This is 2013 now. It's not about. It's not even about that. It's about just story. Like, like they want. I felt like they wanted to, you know, he Superman was going to go find himself or whatever. But they like missed. There was no. They missed so much. That, so that you didn't quite... Well, it's an origin story. So you have a certain responsibility to tell 
this origin story. So it's not like you can say do everything in the same movie. They have to. There are certain things that they have to hit. You have to hit Krypton. You have to hit his birth. Yeah. You have to hit the travel to yeah, Earth. Yeah, totally, to totally. Childhood. And there's they, a lot of stuff you gotta you gotta do. So they may not have time in a movie to have hit everything that you personally want in the movie. True, but what they hit a lot of the stuff was totally unnecessary. Like, like there's a whole, like the whole thing where he goes from job to job. Like he's like a fisherman, he's a waiter. Like, what did, what did we gain from that, really? Except for that, he's wandering. He's lonely. He's lost. He's brooding. But you didn't get the emotion. That's the thing. You never got the emotion of that. You didn't. There you was didn't no feel it when he was on the boat and he was pulling the net over. How conflicted he was. Inside, inside, inside. <laughs> didn't see it in his eyes. <laughs> there was no room for that. I don't know. And I was very excited about Henry Cavill uh, doing Superman. That's his name, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Cavill or Cavill. Cavill. We'll go with Cavill. Okay. Screw it. He's a Brit. Whatever. Uh, I was very excited. Because I've seen him in other things, and I thought he would do a great job. And I'm. You've seen him in other things. Yeah. Oh, like oh the the tutors. Oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, and and uh, yeah, I think that's the main thing that he's been in. But he did a movie called The Immortals. Oh, that's right. I didn't see it though. Yeah. Uh, in any case, I thought he would be great, and, and I, I honestly I don't know if it was the script or if he just. You didn't think he was great. I d- Did I w- you see the cleft in his chin? <laughs> he looked apart. He looked great. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I just didn't I think feel emotionally like- I could have used more shirtless scenes. <laughs> <laughs> then it would have been great. It would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, that's funny. No, I I wanted to I like there was no development of the relationship between hi, hi, between him and Lois Lane. There was no it's um, Lois Lane. You you know there's certain things coming into the story that you already should you should know as a person going to see Superman. You know that Lois Lane and Superman love each other and they get together. So we shouldn't have to sp- spend 20 minutes of them flying around over Metropolis singing imaginary songs <laughs> in their heads. I didn't expect them to do that either. I just didn't didn't expect them to just like be a couple after meeting each other twice. Mm. You know, it was there was some build up missing. There was no uh, maybe the chemistry wasn't right, but I felt like they tried the actors, and, and I mean they didn't do a poor job. I again, I I blame the script. Mm. I think the script was way too complicated, and mm. they wanted to fit way too much stuff in there, so that. They'd never actually. There was no, there was no arc in the relationship for them. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. It, it just kind of n- needed to happen, right? Because that's because what you said. They get together. So, right. but didn't didn't you feel like the Lois Lane character was much more? They she had so much more to do than in a regular Superman movie. She just wasn't the little damsel in distress uh, character. She was like. There, involved in stuff and running <laughs> marathons in New York City and yes, running, running yeah, he, blocks. Yes, she was a very seconds. fast runner. <laughs> very fast runner. Yeah. 
Um, she could do everything. She could do that. She could she could do military well, work on a, a plane. She's and, a prize-winning journalist. Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, yeah. so they can yeah. go on any military mission and uh, be responsible for alien machinery. <laughs> And have like the highest clearance of everything. Exactly. Yeah, have the yeah of course, because she's you know a journalist. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was very convenient how they just happened to meet uh, Superman and Lois in Antarctica. Right. You know, he's going to the Fortress of Solitude. Hey, there's Lois. She happens to be. Oh, she's on a story. Of course, she's a reporter. She can be anywhere. She's right. working on a story. Right. Yeah, that was convenient. Yeah. Shoot, I kind of I fell out of my devil's advocate role. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry, it was getting difficult. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the movie? Oh my gosh, I was so disappointed. Yeah. And now, now, granted, I didn't. I knew before I saw it, I started to hear things mm-hmm. like not so great things. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, okay, this might not be everything that I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go in and just whatever it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna just enjoy it for what whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. And and I remember I was I was in the theater, you know, and you know I saw it at, at the ArcLight, so I chose my seats. I had like the perfect seats right in the middle where I like, and and there was not that many people in the theater, and the seats were comfy, and I was like, awesome. The previews, and I'm I'm ready for this movie. I'm just so ready. And and yeah, by the time we got to the first battle per se in in metropolis not in metropolis in smallville mm-hmm. when superman first confronts uh zod yeah yeah zod and uh and nameless chick and and, I, wait, and wait, what's nom, her name? nom who didn't get any any lines this time he didn't even get a grunt farah farah yeah right <laughs> uh by the time we got to that point i uh i was uh dozing off wow yeah I'd been waiting for this movie for a year. Yeah. For a whole year. And I finally get the fight scene that I wanted to see mm-hmm. that I was missing from from Superman two. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I that was a bummer about Superman two is the fight scene between Superman and the aliens was like not you could kind of cheesy special effects. Even in, in eighty or whenever it came out, I was like, mm-hmm. Man, if this was a real superhero fight, they'd be moving so much faster mm-hmm. and they would like be punching each other all over the city. And we finally get that, mm-hmm. and I didn't care. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought in the moment. I was like, "Wow." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, and 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 it's because, like, what you're saying, there was no, there's no arcs, there's no. You, the problem is that you don't feel anything, right? For who's on screen, it's all spectacle. Yeah. You know. And and granted, the beginning, like the Krypton thing, I mean, that that was kind of cool, you know, yeah. the whole Krypton is Avatar thing. Right. And, you know, they're, and Jor-El gets a, to do a whole bunch of stuff and, yeah. and Russell Crowe, nice, cool. I'm enjoying it and the winged creature and the flying and the thing. And, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty heavy CGI, but, you know, it was cool. That, right. that Actually, that might be really cool in 3D, all that, that section. Mm, right. Um... But, you know, you still, you felt a little bit, you know, the saying goodbye to your baby. And even though the mom didn't hardly have anything, any. She had some tears. She had some tears, which is like, oh, okay, she's emotional about it. Right. But but you really didn't. But that's hard. I mean, that's hard. There's a lot. There's a lot to do and, well, and to, to make that moment. That, that didn't bother me as much because I was thinking they're aliens. They have different feelings, obviously. Okay. So, you know. They don't express themselves the same the way. The same way, right. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. 
Um, but and then and then we get to Earth, and I was like, okay, cool. Now we get to the whole stuff with with Costner and and Diane. Uh huh. And then skipped it. Yeah, and then they just <laughs> totally skipped it. I'm like, wait, what? I know. What happened? I know. We're on the ship now. We have the beard already. What's what? Yeah. <laughs> and and. And I okay, he's going for a different, you know, you do the nonlinear right, right thing, and it. But that was it. Didn't it? Didn't work. Yeah, it. It in any chance that you might have had to to develop a me, emotional relationships with these characters, mm-hmm. which makes you care for them on screen, right, was gone, right, because not only because of the script, like you said, yeah, and and the acting wasn't fabulous either, but. You're, you keep going back and forth, you know, in time. Right. So you never, nothing ever really lands. Right. You know, it's... And they t- took out the part, which I felt was very important, but obviously was not, right. is that they c- that the Kents can't have kids. So they get this kid, kid, the baby from the sky, and it's like, it's a very emotional thing. And and when you know that, they know you know how much Superman means to them. Right. I mean... It, yeah, I, thought, I mean, you do. You do. I mean, because Diane Lane and Kevin Costner, they were probably the best thing in the movie, sure. I would say. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so they obviously had that. But you, as an audience, it would have been nice to know that also. Yeah, yeah. It kind of adds, it really, yeah. yeah, adds depth to that, that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but and, and and it's interesting how there's so many, like, fights and cool effects and huge CGI superhero fights in the movie. The the thing that I keep hearing from person after person after person I'm talking to about this movie is, mm-hmm. wow, my favorite parts were the parts when he was a kid. And mm-hmm. like that's that's what people's favorite thing was when he was a little boy and he he discovers the, the super the 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 x-ray vision and it freaks him out in school and that right. whole thing is really interesting and and the relationship with his dad and he finds out he's He's not his kid, and he's an alien. What does that make me? All that stuff was the thing that I think people really connected yeah. with the most. Yeah, you know, understandably. Right. You know, but then yeah, and I understand that they need the special effects. They need it to be cool for the for the you know fourteen year old boys or whatever they were trying to go for. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, seriously, it was like an hour and a half of just right. Them flying through buildings. <laughs> it's it's like the the hugeness of like a superhero fight, mm-hmm. like s- especially two superheroes with equal powers uh-huh. fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Like you hit somebody and they fly through five buildings and they mm-hmm. fly back. And th- I mean that's all great, but it it almost like it it needs to be the result of of an emotional right moment. Yeah, to make it really you feel it. You know, right. otherwise it's it's just a video game you're watching. Yes, and you know, and and Superman never. I felt like Superman never actually had the, or or maybe he did, but it wasn't very well written. Mm-hmm. That where he decides to really fight for humans. Right. You know, I mean, they talk about it kind of, but there's no, but you don't feel it. Right. There's no feeling. I think they attempted to put that in. Uh-huh. I think the whole thing when he's at the Fortress of Solitude and, and he's hearing, you know, Daddy uh, 
Commodus is in the head uh-huh. and he's talking to him about you have to fight for these people and mm-hmm. they will follow you and you blah right, and then right, he right. like gets very emotional he puts his fists in the ice and the the scenes from the trailer you know right. where he looks looks up to the sky and and the sh- crowd the ground uh-huh. shakes and he's I'm gonna do it I'm gonna fight for these people and then he flies up really fast and that's that's what that was supposed to be I right. think okay but it doesn't land. No. Obviously, it doesn't hit you. No. Because there's no like build up to it. There's no reason for it. Yeah, why yeah. Exactly. Why should why am I fighting for these people cuz I cuz I have a I feel connected with them even though I'm an I'm an alien but I've grown up here. I feel like I'm one of them. I have a family and I love them or or maybe they have potential to be good or any of these ideas but it's nothing. I'm doing it cuz daddy says I should. Yeah, well, but the, I don't feel like that was that idea though because later he goes to the priest where he's like I don't trust God and I, you know, don't trust the humans. Mm-hmm. So he's lost. Right. That's way after. So if you don't trust the human, why are you fighting for them? Right. Just because Zod is meaner, but then, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know. Right. And 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 the the one thing that bugged me too is like from the other perspective, like from the humans mm-hmm. in in this world, they they don't know Superman. Right. Right. There's no. It's a bird. It's a plane. It, there, uh, there's not not to have that specific thing, but right. that feeling of wonder of wow, right. what is that? Yeah, you know, thing that's amazing. Or what? There was no that it didn't exist. The first thing, the first encounter with the alien was the attack. Right, Zod attacking this huge alien attack. It's like Independence Day. Right, but then, but oh wait, but one of the aliens has a cape. And he's, wait, is he on our side? Is he, f- I don't know. There's just a lot of aliens and they're they're attacking and now they're fighting each other and I'm not sure what's going on. You know, like there's there's no, you, and so that affects you as, as a moviegoer in the theater yeah. of having that stake in the fight. Yeah. Because there's no way that anybody, any of the, the humans on would really have a stake in a fight other than I don't want to die. Right. And and they didn't really have that either because they just were just standing looking as yeah standing looking around as as buildings were falling and then they were like oh wait I should run oh no ah there's a man putting red lasers from his eyes against the wall right next to me I'm gonna stand here and and and, and I don't know where to go I don't go. know what to do or yeah. where to go should we go out the door no let's just stand here with our kids <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean. Oh, and that's when when Lois sprinted. Sprinted 10 blocks. Yeah, exactly. In 30 seconds. Yeah. So she could be there in that shot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and they they made such a point of of establishing that this movie takes place in today's world. Right. You know, it's not a period piece. Mm -hmm. It it takes place now Mm -hmm. in today's where we live. Right. You know, they have the shot of the smartphones and the thing. And Mm -hmm. this is this is this is now. And so, and then, so this is now in our world, and we have like buildings collapsing on each other in in New York slash Metropolis, you know. And there's no, there's no repercussions of it. There's no every every time a superhero throws a punch and and knocks another superhero through three buildings, mm-hmm. it's like a hundred people just died, right? Who were in those buildings, you know? They didn't evacuate the entire city. You right know, before this fight, yeah, 
you know, there's people there, and the, the, the fighter jet comes down and flies through into the building and crashes into another building. That's more people dead, you know? And every every time Superman does something, another thing, and throws him against this building, or this building crashes, and there's, like, people dying all over the place. I mean, they don't show it. Yeah. But if this, in today's world, right, that's reality. Yeah. That we all know, you know, when planes crash into buildings, people die. Yeah, so, so it was kind of like... They wanted it to be real, but then... But it's not. But it's not, yeah. It's a video game. Right, yeah. Well, the writer has written a lot of different video games. Uh, well, there you go. You know, and, and also, because you can't help but think of that while you're sitting there watching this, mm-hmm. and then you also, then you think of that, and you're like, wow, this is really destructive. And then you look at, like, Superman, mm-hmm. who doesn't seem... To care? To care whatsoever. Right. That all this destruction is happening. These people are getting killed all over the place. He could care less. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, again, not only do you not feel the emotional connection, now it's like a negative feeling <laughs> that right. you're feeling towards towards the character. You know? Right. I mean, and at least like in Superman 2, when, when they were fighting in Metropolis and people were getting hurt and stuff, Superman bailed. Mm-hmm. You know, which made the people think, oh, my God, he's leaving us. He's leaving us. They're betrayed. But then the aliens followed him. Right. And he, in effect, took the fight away from the civilized, where the people were. Right. And saved tons of lives. But this Superman couldn't care less. Right. He couldn't care less. People say that wrong. He could care less. He couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. He couldn't care less about the, about the people dying, you know. And, and, and another thing, not mm-hmm. to go on a rant, <laughs> but another thing about this, this movie takes place in today's world, today's society. So... So he's a young Superman, he's a fisherman on this boat, right? And they get this distress call. They go to the oil tanker, which is burning. Uh-huh. So he goes in there, uh-huh. and there's like five guys in the, stuck in that room. Uh-huh. So shirtless Superman, right? Right. I know you know this scene. Shirtless <laughs> Superman walks through the fire slowly. So we see that he's not being burned, even with his abundance of chest hair. It's not being burned by the fire, right? He walks through the fire. They all see him walking through the fire, okay? He saves them, puts them all in the helicopter. Everybody's on the helicopter watching as he then runs up, grabs the whole girder of the side of the thing, and holds it up while the helicopter can, can take off. Everybody on the copter is looking at this, seeing what this, hap- this happened, right? And then, and then, it, and then it's over. That that would be the next an hour after that. That would be the front page of the Yahoo page. Anytime anybody turned on the internet, you would see man walks through fire and and grabs girder and saves helicopter. But there's like nothing. Like no nobody talks about it. Nobody report. Nobody tweets about it or or puts it online or or you know and, until oh we're so lucky that Lois Lane did some digging, some investigative reporting, and she found these incidents of these. These miraculous things <laughs> happening. Give me a break. Everybody would know. Right. You know, it was just ridiculous that that would happen. And then nobody, it doesn't get out. Nobody knows. So it's like, what? make a decision. What world are we living in? Right. Is it today's world or is it a comic book world? And if it is, then make it different. Right. You know, because yeah. it doesn't make sense. Right. And I, the, I don't want to be sitting in a Superman movie thinking, this doesn't make sense. This is stupid. Yeah. This would never... Yeah, there was a lot of why are they? Why don't they do just do this? Or why? Why there was a lot of what is she doing there? Or why is she there? Or <laughs> I know, like the military plane takes off with the with the Superman spaceship that they're gonna drop on the big Zod spaceship, and you know Elliot from Law and Order is flying the plane, and here we go, and then and then Lois pops up. Hey, all right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> all right, you're ready. <laughs> are you in the military now? 
<laughs> he has the highest clearance, <laughs> you know, to be in the plane on this top, this big, huge mission to save humanity. Because, oh, no, she found the thing. So she's the only one who knows how to use it. Right. Yeah, because she couldn't figure out that when it doesn't go in, you know, just turn the thing away from the sun. Thank goodness Toby was there to figure that out. Right? <sighs> goodness. So, yeah, I feel like we're <laughs> slamming yeah. the movie a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But No, let's, let's, let's finish up with some, some things we, like, we did like about the movie, if anything. I, I know one thing I really liked. Okay. I, my favorite scenes were the scenes between uh, Clark and uh, his mother, Martha. Yes. Those were, I thought they were great. They were. That was his he, best acting in the whole movie, is yeah. those, those moments. Yeah, he was great. And both of them were great. Were I was going to say his scenes with his dad were great too, but that was another actor. That was the, that was the little boy. <laughs> the little boy. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, he didn't get to act that much with Kevin Costner. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, except for except for the scene when <laughs> the tornado, <laughs> the tornado scene. Can we talk about that for a second? Okay. okay <laughs> the tornado bye. scene. Bye. Everybody under the bridge. On the dog. Oh, I'll get him. No, son. You have superpowers. You don't don't get the dog. Let me go. Let me go and get it. You just take your mother under the bridge because it would be way too risky if you were to go get thrown by the tornado. I mean, what? <laughs> Why? Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, we don't want people to know that you have superpowers. Okay, I get it. But he could just run a little fast. You know, kind of like uh, in Incredibles at the end when, when little uh, the guy's <laughs> running. Uh, faster. Oh, not too fast. Not too fast. A little faster. faster not too fast. <laughs> you know, he could, he could make that happen. I mean, Kevin Costner ended up having like five minutes where he went over there and fell and got the dog and then stood there for like 30 seconds before the tornado came and got him and... It's like, come on, just let the let the boy go, let the kid do it. He's got superpowers. But again, that's the writing. That's the writing. That's just to me, that's just bad writing. Because yeah, as an audience member, you're going, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Why? <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. What were you gonna? What were you saying? Oh you yeah, gonna... the the good parts. Oh right, the good, the good, the good parts. Uh, like the score. <laughs> <laughs> what score? <laughs> no, that's that's the wrong interval. <laughs> but that's basically I, I the that's basically the theme. I don't even remember. Yeah, it was just those four notes. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. Man. I mean and and see here's 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 what I think. Here's what I think happened on a on a big general uh -huh. sense. I think they were so adamant about putting forth something new mm -hmm. something different mm -hmm. and going away from the richard donner superman uh -huh. that they completely overcompensated mm -hmm. and left everything that's good right like okay the john williams score is so iconic and it's so okay devil's advocate it's so cheesy and it's just hopeful it's it's old-fashioned we want a new f score for for the now for that that kids are gonna like and this and that. So we're gonna like like Hans Zimmer said in an interview. He said the first thing I did was got rid of the trumpets. Like it's Superman. I mean, you don't have to write the same theme, but right. you need a theme. Right. I mean, but it's like they they're trying so hard to not be like this thing mm -hmm. that they just don't know what's good anymore. Right. Yeah. Sorry, we're talking about something good. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I did realize, like, 
like like let let's compare with Batman because it's the same people involved, a lot of the same people involved. So in the Batman Begins, right, you know Batman does not exist, you know, right, that, and at the end of the movie, that's when he's created, right. That so the movie goes to Batman Begins, right. It goes up to Batman Begins. In this movie, Superman already exists. So it's not like they can create, like, end with, here's Superman, because mm-hmm. he's always, um, well, I guess not the name, but he's he doesn't, he already had the pi- powers. So at the end, they introduce Clark, Clark Kent. Kent. Hmm. Right, and you're saying they did that on purpose? Right. The uh, because thing. Because that's, again, Superman's the only superhero that has to. Right. That disguises himself as a normal person and not as a superhero. Right. Two things. One, that was uh, pretty easy for him to get that Daily Planet job, huh? <laughs> what, what am I going to do? I need a job. Something I can keep my ear to the grindstone and be involved in current events. Oh, I'll be a reporter at the Daily Planet. All right. Go, hey, you're a reporter at the Daily Planet. Well, they were, they were running long, so they needed to. If I was in the mailroom, I would be pissed. If this guy walks in off the street. <laughs> <laughs> who looks exactly like Superman, but with glasses, <laughs> and took the job that I had been working five years to work up to, I would be upset. <laughs> yeah, that's also the thing about being in the now, that you have everything, TV, phones, like, nobody... Everybody would know exactly what he looks like. And we know that everybody looks knows exactly what he looks like because of of the, the one line of the, the chick in the military who pretty much summed up the entire movie in a, oh that great that moment. That was the most lamest, lamest line ever. That's the movie, though. And she summed up the entire movie right uh, there. He's kind of hot. There it is. What are you smiling at? <laughs> He's kind of hot. Really? 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 You had to have that in there? Oh my gosh. I was I was sinking down in my seat thinking, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they actually wrote that down. Oh. That went through all the drafts. <laughs> even even to the to the day of shooting and was that like, like was she like somebody's friend that wanted a line or something? So they're like, Okay, just give her a line or or was that actually somebody like we, let's have this here? Like, oh, oh my, my god. Oh. Right. So everybody in the world knows what he looks like. Yeah. But, but no, not with glasses. Nobody, not with glasses. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. See, and I, I, I fully got the idea, even though we didn't see very much of Clark Kent, mm-hmm. which is just, just the barely at the end, but I have a strong idea that the direction that Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill want to go with with the Clark Kent thing mm-hmm. is, again, to go completely away from what Christopher Reeve did. Because uh-huh. that was old fashioned and silly, and right. I see these words come up a lot, campy, mm. which I think is ridiculous. Right. But so he's not going to do the bumbling Clark Kent. I'll bet you he plays it straight, which, which, which again is any idiot in a dog would know that that's Superman. Right. You know. I mean, at least pe- <sighs> Christopher Reeve had at least he had the fedora. Sometimes, which uh-huh. helps a lot in changing the look, right? You know, and of, and the characterization that he did as Clark Kent uh-huh. helps a lot to to cover up the whole Superman thing, right? You know, and again, and then there's the, there's the whole philosophy and thought process behind that that you know that's that's Superman acting, 
right? Superman is acting right. in a role, right? his role as Clark Kent, which is him basically trying to blend in, right? He doesn't want to stand out. Right. He wants to blend in with the, blend in with the rest of the rest of the humans. So so that Clark Kent, the bumbling, stumbling Clark Kent is Superman's image of what humans are <laughs> to right. him. Bumbling, clum, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, which is an interesting way to to think about it. Right. But again, it gives difference to the character and it kind of lets you grab onto something that makes you intellectualize the idea of, okay, maybe you don't know that that's Superman. But if none of that is there, yeah. Why would and to top it off, Lois does know that he's Superman. Yes. Which she, too, I was like, what? She's known the whole time, and now she just knows. Welcome to the planet. <laughs> it, so she's just gonna know. Well, I guess they're already together and married because they met. Right. And yeah. And had an interview in the military base with everybody looking. And there was so much chemistry there that they fell in love. Right. Is that what? happen yeah i think that was the what was supposed to happen or something that 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 whole the whole relationship between him and lois was so not earned right you know it it, to the to the point where it it was uncomfortable like at the end yeah you know that last that last scene we made it and 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 perry white's with the girl that he pulled out of the rubble and they're coming (laughs) down and and she has a he saved us he saved us bit and he oh he's making out with Lois, what? what? Why are they making out? Oh, this is awkward. Should we be looking at them? <laughs> you know, it's like out of left field. It's like, what? Why? No. <sighs> yeah, it just seems awkward, and it didn't. It didn't. It didn't land emotionally yeah. at all no. with no. me. Like, you don't want them to be together, right? Because there's no reason for them to be together other than it's yeah. Superman and Lois Lane, so they're supposed to be together. Right. And yeah, and I just feel bad because I, I mean, they're. They're good actors. Yeah, sure, totally. They're good actors, and they, and I just wish that they could, had better words, <laughs> better, better script, yeah, sure, totally. to to actually totally. be able to do something. Because it's, I mean, it's hard when you have right. lines like, "Well, I can think of any <laughs> now." It's good, but like to to me, it's like the, they 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 tried so hard to not do. Richard Donner Superman mm-hmm. to not do Christopher Reeve that it they they went so far left field it just makes me totally miss Christopher Reeve yeah and his take on the yeah. character I still want to watch Superman now yeah yeah because yeah. you want to have that emotional moment yeah, you want exactly. to have a connection with the character you want you want Superman and Lois Lane to have some chemistry Right. You know, he had way more chemistry with his mom yeah. than he did with Lois Lane. Yeah. You well, know? that's also, but again, that's the because writing. the writing, the scenes with his mom was much more emotional and, and right. not not rushed and not a bunch spewing a bunch of mm. plot stuff that needed to come out just mm-hmm. so things would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of spewing a bunch of plot stuff, mm-hmm. I did like Michael Shannon. I thought he did. Yeah. He did probably the best job with what he was given. Yes. Of anybody. Yes. As as Zod. Yes. Even though he did spend the, half of the movie monologuing, as we say from the Incredibles, uh, when the villains announce what they're about to do before they do it, so the hero can <laughs> escape. He did a lot of monologuing. 
I mean, I mean, and, and in one sense, it really helped us. He was the only character that we actually knew, understood what he was feeling, and yeah. we understood why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah. So you 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 actually empathize more with him than with Superman, <laughs> right? You know, and and but but again, the only reason was because he spouted out every single thing that he ever thought in the moment that he thought it, right? And why he's doing everything, right? You know, which is like, okay, we get it, but but. You know, when you're starved for emotional connection, you go, okay, I get a little bit there. I understand right. you. Right. I get you. Right. <laughs> you know, it's odd. <sighs> yeah. But Superman yelled a lot. Yeah, he was good at <laughs> Yeah. See, again, just the first one, the, the Superman one is so good. You know, Superman, he yells once in that movie. One time he has that moment that he, and, and it's such a, pure visceral emotional moment when Lois dies mm. in the car and 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 he picks her up and she's already dead and he's trying to be gentle with her and 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 then and they and again it's the writing the directing and the performance mm. all together mm-hmm. because they they stage it you know where he's first he's he's in close he's in real tight with Christopher Reeve and he's there and then and then he backs out a little bit uh-huh. and then he backs out farther and he backs out farther and then he's like way up high and you see they're real small and it's uh-huh. dead silent. There's no music. Mm. There's no, it's dead silent. And, you, and the audience is like dead silent. And then he goes back in to Christopher Reeve's face mm-hmm. and you see everything, but it's still dead silent. It's, it's like the moment in Godfather 3 when Al Pacino, when, when Sophia gets a shot and he's like crying silently in huge emotional pain and then it just <laughs> comes out. Like a like a thing. It's it was the same thing. And then when Superman and he yells and and like flies up into the air, that lands emotionally. You get it. There's no question. And that's a great example of of a moment where the effects and the Superman flying really fast and stuff, it it is so much more powerful because it's coming from an emotional place. Right. You know, when he flies up super fast, you're like, you're right there going, ah! you know, but this time, like he did a lot of flying really fast and yelling, but mm-hmm. it it didn't hit me at all. You didn't really care. It's like, wow, this, this probably looks cool in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's Christopher Reeve was so good, you know, and I didn't, and I didn't think those movies were campy. I mean, they had comedy, right? Def- definitely had comedy, yeah. You know, but you had masters doing the comedy. You had Gene Hackman and Ned Beatty, right? Executing, yeah, the comedic things. I mean, who better? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So I don't know. We had we we had a couple shots of uh, LexCore items in the in the thing, like the tanker truck, and there was a couple other things. So we know that Lex Luthor exists in this universe. Oh, nice. Which we'll probably get him in next, the next movie. Next movie. Right. When they flew, I forget what it was. Somebody flew up into space or they threw something and it hit the satellite. Oh, yeah. That that was uh, Wayne Enterprise's satellite. Oh, really? So he had a little <laughs> cross-pollination of uh, Batman there. That's funny. But, yeah. Let's go watch Superman 1. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Yeah, so. All right, so there you go. Uh Okay. Okay. Wait. I'm gonna say another good thing. Okay. I'm gonna say one more. One more good thing. And and I, I alluded to this a little bit earlier. I did appreciate the fact that when the super uh, entities, super villain, superhero, were fighting each other, it 
it did have the amount of force and gusto and speed that you think it should. Because mm-hmm. I think Zack Snyder was just like me. He's probably around my same age. We were, we were both little boys watching Superman 2, loving the movie, but then thinking when that the last fight scene, man, this would, this should be so much cooler. This mm-hmm. it's too slow, and the the fight scene is really slow, and they they should be like zipping across super fast and punch. When they punch each other, they should fly across the city, and they don't. And you want that, so we get that. We get that in this movie, but we get it for an hour and a half. An hour and a half. When it should have, yeah. So it's over. It's sensory overload. Uh, yeah. So, all right, there you go. So there are all some good things about the movie. <laughs> all right, we'll wrap it up. Uh, cool. Um, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back uh, with another movie sometime. Whenever the next one comes out, that's good that we both see. And we want to talk about it. All right. <laughs> all right. See you next time. <laughs>